If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast, everybody. Uh, back from Christmas break. I hope everybody... <laughs> I hope everybody had a lovely holiday. Uh, this episode, I take a break from talking about my father's dementia. I give you guys a break and myself a break because we've been talking about it a lot. And I interview one of my friends from High Times, Miss Jackie Stang, and we talk... A lot of shit, y'all. We talk about Weinstein. We talk about women's suffrage. And we talk about scissoring and Mary Poppins. What a fun episode. Stay tuned. It's coming up next on the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Again. Well, it's over now. Uh, literally, Christmas is over now. I hope you guys had a lovely holiday. Uh, I decided to not talk about my dad's dementia, so each time I do, I have decided to have somebody shock me from the other side of the room. I'm wearing a dog collar, so every time I mention my dad's dementia, ah, just kidding, nobody's zapping me. I <laughs> I'm at my mom's house in Syracuse. And I had a lovely holiday. Before we get into the interview, which was a lot of fun to talk with one of my girls about life, liberty, and the pursuit of love and uh, pussies, I decided to tell you guys about where I'm going to be. Coming up is New Year's Eve. That's the next holiday. And guess what? You can spend it with me, y'all. You can spend it with Miss Jessie Mae. I will be in San Diego at the American Comedy Company the 29th, 30th, and 31st. You can go to AmericanComedyCo.com for tickets. You can go to JessieMay.com for tickets. That's the 29th, 30th, and 31st of December. Come ring in the new year with some cheer and beer and jokes. This girl, Jessie May, will be on stage entertaining you guys. I will also, for the first time, be performing in Denver, Colorado. I'm so excited. It's going to be at the Denver Comedy Works, the 
14th. Let me wait. Let me get these dates right. Let me open up my iCal. We're doing the Martin Luther Day, Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, which is the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Denver Comedy Works. You can go to jessiemay.com for tickets for that as well. Also, I'm going to be in San Francisco. I produced a show for the Sketchfest. I'm so excited about. It's called The Seven Deadly Sins. It's featuring seven comics. We each talk about a sin. We pick a stage. We pick a sin from a box on stage, much like the movie Seven. Um, what a great idea. It's going to be a box on stage, and there's going to be a bunch of things inside of the box that correlate with the sin, and the comedians have to perform based off of whatever sin they pick out. How genius is that? My boyfriend came up with that idea. That's right. Jesse May's got a boyfriend. More on that later. But that's going to be at the Cobbs Comedy Club, January 26th, showtime at 7.30, jessiemay.com for tickets. And if you guys want to win free tickets, you just email me at jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com, and I pick a few select winners. So you pick your show. I'll let you know if you won. I'm also going to be, the beginning of February, February 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, I will be doing a mini tour through Michigan. I will be at The Loft in Lansing, Michigan on the 1st. I will be at The Wealthy in Grand Rapids, Michigan on the 2nd. And then I'll be at Crowfoot in Detroit, Michigan on the 3rd. What the fuck? Hopefully there's not like real crow's feet. That's real gross. Have y'all heard about the crow's funeral? Man, crows aren't as crusty as we think. They're actually very developed creatures. Birds are reptilian, y'all. They're old. They got some traditions. Crows, crows actually have a funeral. It's very sophisticated. <laughs> they lay out hors d'oeuvres. They have weird ants that come and cry on your shoulder that you haven't seen in years. Oh, you really care that she died? You haven't been around in a long time, bitch. All of a sudden you showed up because there's free crudité. And you, you're crying on my shoulder. Your crusty crudité crow cries all up on my shoulder. I don't know why I'm talking about crows. I uh, Yeah, so please come out and see my shows. I'm very excited to be performing. Uh, I do meet and greets for the most part at every single show, unless, you know, I got the sharts. Sometimes when I perform, I get the sharts. So, you know, I got to shoot off stage real fast. My holidays were lovely, but I said I wasn't going to talk about my dad's dementia. So I can't go into my holidays until next week. So I'm taking a break this week. But I'll get back on it next week, and I'll tell you all about my holiday things. What's the matter, Bunny? Are you going to take a shit on the carpet? These dogs, i got to tell you, I've stepped in more Tootsie Rolls around this goddamn house than ever. It's like they're just getting hand-fed from the table, which I don't do. Motherfuckers are just feeding them from the table. No, don't do that, okay? My dogs are fine. Give them their cute little treats on the floor. Please don't give them slices of ham hock right from the kitchen table. Okay, I'm raising sophisticated animals, sophisticated crows, all sophistication all the time. <laughs> uh, this episode is was a lot of fun. I sit down. I sit. I sit down. I sat down with my girl Jackie Stang, who has befriended me. Uh, she's given me work. She found me on the street corner. <laughs> she uh, was a fan and. It has become a friend and has also become a professional collaborator. I bounce a lot of ideas off of her, and she is the reason I've hosted a couple of the High Times Cannabis Cups. I did the San Bernardino Cup. I did the Flint, Michigan Cup. And I did the Harvest Cup that just happened with Adam Ill. And she's given me, 
just a, loads of work and love and support and friendship. And she's just a, an amazing person and super talented and just has all these amazing aspects that a human being can wish to have uh, as a woman and just as a person in general. And so we sat down at her apartment that overlooked the ocean and we talked about life. We talked about Harvey Weinstein's balls. We talked about scissoring. We talked about women's suffrage. And we even got into a little Mary Poppins stuff that I didn't know about. So I, I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode of Sharp Tongue Podcast with the marvelous, talented, lovely, sexy, beautiful Jackie Stang. Bow, chicka, bow. on your comfy adorable couch are we recording yeah we are i i get right into it hey you got to right you got to get right into it damn it you know what i'm saying i just told you a very embarrassing story about tampons <laughs> that you told me i needed to tell people and i'm not sure i need to i mean you you know what you could think about it you could sleep on it it's funny <laughs> as shit though and i think it could help with <laughs> i think it could help women in the future and you know that's important. I'll think about it by the end of this if I feel like they need to know okay. what happened with the tampons. Some of you are probably already making your own conclusions. You're drawing <laughs> your own conclusions because there's not much that can happen with tampons. Notice how she said tampons. <laughs> Plural. <laughs> there are multiple occasions where there are incidents with tampons. I can't be trusted is my problem. Tampons can't be trusted. Lo like lonely. Loneliness is real. Guys, I fucked a tampon. I got pregnant from a tampon. My, my secret's out. That's a sexy tampon. That is a really sexy tampon with no balls. Balls are gross. I like balls. Do you? I do. Well, I like my husband's balls. He's got good set? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Shout out to Stang. <laughs> I like balls um, because I think, well... It's a very vulnerable part of a man. It is. So you can like, it's a weapon, really. Yeah. For women. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's their ovaries hanging out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's what our ovaries would look like if we had them showing, like bedazzled. I really feel like, do you ever think about having a, a dick? All the time. Right? All, I mean, it, men think about having a vagina. They have to. They must. That's why they're obsessed. They are obsessed with it. Um, but yes, I think about dick having a dick do you think yours is, i think mine would be pretty big i'm sicilian what's your background irish Ooh, you could go either way mm, i could go either way uh <laughs> i have big boobs does you, that you have great mean boobs. i'd have a big dick i think it'd be balanced yeah i yeah. think you'd be well stocked mm -hmm. yeah would you like show it to people i kind of get it why guys flash like hey look check it out <laughs> <laughs> or just play with it like, yeah i was at the beach the other day and this kid just fucking like hitting being right he's just like slapping it really and that's just be, you know he's just exploring he's like hey what is this he's new to his penis his penis is new to him how old was he he was jerking it <laughs> he was um, jerking it for real no he was just like slapping it jesus uh um, where's his mom she is it like neglectful she's thing like hoping he <laughs> keeps going into the ocean um just kidding <laughs> make it more salty make the ocean more salty i don't know was God. he young ish Let's say eight. I mean, you know, at some point they're going to find it. Yeah. My, my nephew, he does this like flicky thing with his hand. 
He's like, oh, what's that down there? Yeah, they pull on it. I mean, yeah, they do the Yankee thing. Just like pull on it. See, vaginas, you can't really just like. Cr- cr- no, then you gotta like wash your hands. Yeah, it's not like you can't just not. hang on to it, Al Bundy style. Sometimes I do when I'm sleeping. I do that. I wake up and my hand. I'm legit Al Bundy like this. My boyfriend makes fun of me because I'm always like. <laughs> Just hanging out like a total slob. It's comforting. You know what I just realized about you, why you and I get along so well and why we like each other? We're very similar when it comes to, like, the feminine-masculine balance. Mm-hmm. I feel like you and I are, like, kind of in the middle there. Yeah. Because you're, like, you've got this, like, tomboyish vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a down chick. You're chill. I'm down. I'm Did you that, always... I'm not that down. <laughs> she ain't no DTF. Means no. She is married, y'all. Stop. <laughs> In the name of love. Oh, my God. I'm a singer. <laughs> don't, I really wish I could sing. Do you, do you ever, like... I can sing well enough. Well, an ex-fuckhead boyfriend told me once that I can sing well enough to be Britney Spears' backup singer. That's... But, you know, and I'm going to take that as a severe compliment because also, I hate myself, so I just assume it was <laughs> awful. No, it sounds good because if you think about it, because Britney, no offense to Britney, she's not necessarily a singer as much as she is a performer. Was. So she was. So she needs good backup singers. So maybe he's saying you're that good because, she, you know, she needs. No. Okay. No, he was hating on me. All right. So I, I, lo- I fucking love to sing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, last night, uh, <clears throat> oh god i had to fall asleep to mary poppins the movie yeah the movie the the oh, original mary- yes wait uh remind is it Ju? Uh, who plays mary poppins um what's her name that badass bitch yeah that- what's her name oh god i'm julie gonna andrews. julie andrews god that movie is so fucking magical it is and poignant so i was watching it because you know shit's cray and i was like i just need to feel good. Yeah, Mary you need Poppins something simple. One of those movies. I know every word. I sang, and I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna get Matt to put, turn on Mary Poppins. There's no fucking way." Did he watch it with you? He did. He fell asleep. See, that's a beautiful it thing about right to sleep. the stoner life. I feel like you can just get down with any movie. You're like yeah. Mary Poppins. Yeah. Fuck yes. I wasn't even hot. You weren't. No. Yeah, but you know, you're like we're in the the culture. Yeah. It's a different mindset. You're, like, open to a lot of different shit. Everyone thinks I'm a stoner. Yeah. See, everyone thinks I'm a stoner. But I'm not really, like, no, a stoner you're stoner. You're not. I smoke weed. Yeah. I'm not a stoner. Too. I have depends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I you should. should <laughs> <the tampon> story <laughs> you told me. Ooh. I'm going to be making notes all along because I'm going to forget. Obviously, <laughs> I have some issues forgetting. There's another secret about the tampon story. That's it. You just told it. Everybody knows. Oh, my God. Wait. Is it Mary Poppins, essentially? Like, if I think about it, because I haven't watched it since I was a kid. And the more, like, the fun thing to do for me is to watch these movies again as an adult and be like, oh, here's what the movie's really about. Like, Beauty and the Beast, that movie's about bestiality. She's boning a wolf or 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 like a bear man. Mary Poppins. I never went there with that. So Mary Poppins is, is, uh, it's about... A nanny who gives her kids heroin. <laughs> <laughs> it's very psychedelic. It's about the women's, the first women's movement. Uh, Whoa. Mr. Banks, uh, Winifred Banks, was a suffragette. And one of the a first songs, a suffragette, sister suffragette. What's that? Women's right to vote. 
Oh god. Oh, suffrage. suffrage. Oh, I thought yeah. you said suffragette. I'm like, what? Is it a type yeah. of airplane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, suffrage. Holy shit. Yeah, one of the first songs in the movie is her singing uh, about you know fighting for women's right to vote. Holy fuck! The first wave feminism. How how have I not? I need to rewatch Mary Poppins. You do. And Mr. Banks is while charming. Uh, very controlling. And um, is he my ex? <laughs> 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 Sounds like every fucking horrible ex ever. Yeah, and uh, and w- it's so there's a really funny line in it where she says, um, to their to their help to their nanny or so, no, not the nanny, the the chef. Yeah, the nurse. I don't know. Okay, one of their help. Yeah, she takes. She has the sash. It says like women's suffrage, women's suffrage movement or something. She said. Gladys, take these. You know how the cause infuriates Mr. Banks. So she's like this, you know. She's a badass. Hero. And then her and Mr. Banks get in a scene and she's very submissive again. She's like, yes, Mr. Banks. I'm sorry, Mr. Banks. I love you. Whatever you want, Mr. Banks. But then like behind the scenes, she's a fucking boss. That's kind of pretty badass because if you think about it, women had to be submissive. Mm -hmm. They didn't have enough of power to be where we're at today with all of that yeah no i'm i mean these were i mean not winifred banks the fictional character in the movie but women like her but what about the flying shit what about all the flying (laughs) shit that's the psychedelic part (laughs) it's you know what they're like that movie's so progressive Mm -hmm. and the fact that they're talking about like women's suffrage and, and women having more rights they had to like put in some, you know, psychedelics to be like, no, we're just joking. This movie's about, we're ju- it's about acid. We're, oh. we're just flying around. Well, and Mary Poppins herself was, uh, she was, she had really high self-esteem. Yeah, right? she was, yeah, she had high self-esteem, right? And she was no nonsense. She communicated well. Yeah. She didn't take Mr. Banks' shit. No, she didn't. So she was a very progressive woman herself. I yeah. mean, it's, uh, it's all about feminism as far as I'm concerned. Fuck. I fell asleep halfway through again. I got to watch it again. Yeah, you got to. That's pretty baller, man. Shout out to Mary Poppins. Shout out to Mary Poppins. Shout out to feminism. Mm-hmm. Um, and Toppins. And Toppins? Toppins a bag, remember? Oh, I, I don't remember any of yeah, that. Okay. I got to watch it again. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I want to watch Mary Poppins in Ace Ventura when nature calls. Oh. Do you ever see that movie? Chitty chitty bang bang chitty chitty bang bang. God, it's been a while. And we talked we talked about uh, Jim Carrey and Jim and Andy, that oh. documentary. I talked about it on the podcast before. Like intense, dude. <sighs> Jim Carrey might it might be one of the greatest comedic actors of our generation. I mean, he's like not he's beyond an actor. He's he just is like a force. He is. It took me. We talked about this. It took me four times to get through that whole documentary. Yeah, I couldn't watch it in one sitting, and it's like. I mean, it's like an hour and a half long. Yeah. And it goes, it's basically, nobody knew this was happening, but they were filming uh, a documentary while he was filming Man on the Moon, mm-hmm. while he was embodying, I mean, you can't even say impersonating, he was embodying yeah. Andy Kaufman. Andy's family would, like, speak to Jim Carrey as Andy and hug him. And yeah. He like said it was like a cathartic for movement for them. It was like an experience for everybody who knew Andy. Yeah. He lived as Andy. He couldn't. He couldn't not, he was Andy. Yeah. That's the only way he was able to do that. And I, God, just to think about how fucking heavy that was. You got the microphone, is it okay? Sure. Yeah? Got, got it on? the microphone. It was just, that documentary was really inspiring. It was hard to watch because it was so heavy. 
super heavy. I think the the biggest nugget I took was when, <laughs> besides the moments where Jim would just blazingly like stop and then just stare into the camera and like you're like you see a soul and shit. You're like, whoa, I'm not even <laughs> tripping. Jim. I said a stop at yeah. those parts. Yeah. Because I felt like he was looking through the TV at me. <laughs> he was, Jesse. <laughs> it was intense. Yeah. Um, when he talked about after he stopped playing Andy, and then he had to go back, you know, and sort of figure out who he was, um, and then realize that he was the happiest playing Andy because <sighs> Andy had tapped into whatever part of his psyche that just allowed him, like, no fucks. No fucks yeah. given. No which, rules. Like freedom. I mean, no, no fucks. And then he would push the envelope beyond that. And the freedom that comes along with that. I think we all think about all the time and like, you know, wish for. But you got to have some balls. You got to have some real balls to be unconventional. Because me, everyone do. wants to be accepted. If you're unconventional, you're not accepted. Because we were saying this before. People can't categorize something they haven't seen before. Yeah. So it scares them. Fear. Yeah. Fear's a bitch. And that was going to be like self-help. <laughs> it's going to be so many things. But like, so you're, you're a comedy fan. Like, oh, I man. feel like you're such a comedy fan. I'm such a geek. That's how I met you. I know. <laughs> um, I'm a big comedy geek. Like, who are your peeps right mm-hmm. now that you're digging? Jesse Mabeluka. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Um, I've got my originals who I wouldn't even, I don't go see in stand up a lot, but Joe Rogan, of course. Shout out. Uh, Adam Carolla and Duncan Trussell. I mean, all that back nice. row, basically. Yeah. But it started as uh, I was in London, and I had a lot of time on my hands, and I listened to podcasts on trains all day long, every day. When was this? How long ago? Six years. Yeah. And in a wildly cheesy way, I mean, they saved my life. Why I did you have so much time on your hands? Um, I'd move there and they don't fucking mess around. They really don't want you to work there as an Yeah, expat. oh, so you couldn't find work. You were trying to find work? I mean, I was trying to find stuff to do. Yeah. I would help friends with, like, their art exhibits or, yep. you know, I was trying to keep myself occupied because, like, you know, not having something to do is... That's, I mean, that's a, an idle mind is, like... Jump off a cliff. Will murder yourself. No. So I'd listen to podcasts. Actually, that's not... I started listening... <laughs> I used to burn Adam Carolla's show onto CDs. Holy shit. And Joe Rogan onto CDs. Y'all don't even know. And while CDs are these compact discs. Compact discs, guys. You burn data and then you listen. Some old school shit. In Texas. Uh, And you drive a lot. You drive a fuck lot in Texas. And so I'd listen to them and they were like my homies. But they're not. I know I'm not crazy, guys. No, but that's the thing about podcasts. People feel like they know you because when they're done well, uh, the ones I like, mm-hmm. you, you feel like long you're... Long form. Yeah. Not even long form. Well, just like revealing and mm-hmm. a conversation, a natural conversation. Yep. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the TED Talks. I love the ones that offer up a question. They answer it. I love anything nerdy NPR stuff where you yeah. learn things and yeah. it's like specific. But there's something cool about hearing about Bill Burr's day. Yeah. And hearing his wife in the background screaming at him. <laughs> well, look, you don't... I mean... I can be an introvert, and I don't like a lot of people. Yeah. I'm really fucking choosy. <laughs> you feel good now? <laughs> I do feel okay. special. Um, so when you find a host that you like, I mean, I'm always, you know, it starts with the host. Lives and dies with the host, naturally, on yeah. a podcast. 
you find someone you like, I mean, it, it's like reading a book. And I also don't, I don't absorb information well when I read it. I don't either. And so listening to it, I absorb it much better. And so it just became like a huge part of my world. And so um, where, did it, where did that start? I was listening to podcasts, and a lot of them were, com- a lot of my favorites were just comedians who weren't, they weren't doing shtick over, over the podcast. Right. It was, re- it was almost the opposite. Yeah. It was like not trying to be funny. Yeah. Like you just talk and, you, and the funny comes to you. Mm-hmm. Like I don't ever want to, for me, like sharp tongue, I'm just, tr- I'm just talking. Yeah. I'm just saying what's going on, interviewing my friends, people that I find interesting and the funny will be there. Like my last podcast I did with my friend Chris McClure, who's like a younger comic, but he's doing comedy now and his mother has Alzheimer's oh and man. my dad has I dementia know. and we, I was just like, let's just see if we can talk about Alzheimer's and make it not so depressing. <laughs> like, find you some. Have to. You have to find funny in that crazy. I think that's why comedians make such good podcast hosts because um, you have to be willing to be transparent. You do. Otherwise, it's fucking boring. You're absolutely right. And you know what's crazy about the transparency? You can sense it when it's being. Uh, fabricated yeah just from listening yeah you know when it's bullshit oh, there's tons of those yeah everybody's a fucking podcast host now i know I went to this women in podcasting thing matt made me go and i was <laughs> I, again introvert and i'm like nice I, balls he's got nice balls i don't though. like he does <laughs> i don't like circle jerks right <laughs> i don't what I about feel square like jerks square jerks are cool star jerks that's that's fine. complicated that's mathematical. That's like cult shit. Yeah, that's like a pagan cross arm. Did you hear about that cult, that Hollywood sex cult? What? I like how you say cult. It sounds, cult. Like, a, sounds like a baby horse. I don't have any more information <laughs> than that. I don't have the name that's of it, it or the... You're just bitching and offer this shit up. Before we started, you're like, you hear about the aliens? I was like, what the fuck about oh, the yeah. aliens? Saturday, dude, buried lead. Fucking aliens. What so wait, happened? let me get back yeah, to get how back. I met you. So... I love comedians. I feel like they're my homies, and they say shit that I think all the time, and it's like a safe place, right? No, They don't get fucking offended by everything, Yeah, which is awesome. So I go to the comedy store because we're here in L.A. now. That was a year ago. Was it a year ago? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So I visit the comedy store a lot, and one time I did, and <laughs> I saw you. I saw your act. You did really well. <laughs> you didn't bomb. I didn't bomb. I'm certain of that. Yeah, I definitely didn't bomb. And you talked about weed. I did. And I was like, oh, you, shit. You were like, wait a minute. You talked about weed, and to go full circle, you have an energy of like a masculine and feminine balance to you that is watchable and absorbable, in my opinion, as a producer, and I think <clears throat> while I love women sometimes the women the you know the female performance doesn't doesn't always translate doesn't yeah. always translate yeah. on podcasts it doesn't always translate um in whatever medium but it did for me so I invited you over and then we started our love affair yeah I've hosted a couple I of high times <laughs> as a fucking as a as a veil. As a veil to really, get in to just stalk you <laughs> and then we fell in love I've had fun like I I appreciate you getting me into the high times family because it's definitely like expanded things i never thought i would do and like we did the high time what was the first can- cannabis cup was it the michigan high no times cannabis cup cannabis cup high times cannabis cup is that what i sounded like you came and gave award an award san away bernardino. for 20 that's right for 20 san bernardino and then we did flint michigan where they handed that out bottles dope. of water because their their water's like coming out of a cow's ass. That was great. 
That was so People fun. Loved you. That was a lot of fun. You got like fandom <laughs> on the golf cart. They were like, Jesse! Like chasing you. And then we did the Harvest Cup yep. that just passed. And <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's, I blame it on Adam Hill. He got you too high. He Shout got out me to too Adam high. Hill. What? What? Shout out to Adam Hill. Uh, he got me a little high before. I don't. I don't like to smoke weed before I perform. This is smart. It's not my jam. Really smart. We've I like to have about my wits about yeah. me. Um, I have a couple drinks. Yeah. I do the Rogan special. I call it shot of tequila and a beer. Yeah. Um, and he got me a little high, and we it just slowly came on me. And he, he didn't come on me. The high came on me. <laughs> Poor choice of words. I'm gonna leave. Um, assault. <laughs> I was assaulted. Me um, too. <laughs> so I went, we had to read the, <laughs> so um, explain it, what my job was. Jesse May and Adam Mill were co-hosting the award show. I've been trying to elevate the award show for like four <laughs> or five shows. Um, Cause it, it was historically an afterthought. I, after 30 some odd years of doing the hot times cannabis cup, hot times cannabis cup, the most coveted award in cannabis. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I just snorted. I thought, well, let's elevate the show and make it entertaining. Not the easiest thing to do. Not when the easiest you have thing. Twenty fucking awards and, and stoners like, okay, in the guys. audience and stoners. Yep, toughest audience in the world. Yep. I think I prepped you, prepped you, Tony Hinchcliffe, all the, all the people who've hosted. I'm like, look. You're like, don't. Ex- you were like, keep your expectations lower than you've ever kept them in your life. Because <laughs> they're they're laughing. It's just they're not expressing. Not audibly. Right. They're in their heads. It's the reason little Wayne walked off stage, that little fucker. Did he really? He did. San Bernardino 420, I think. I must not. I was there during the day. A year and a half ago. He fucking, he got that crowd. He got like the stoner crowd. And they were so excited to see him. I mean, it sold really well. But he just wasn't. He needed that energy, right? And he just fucking walked off stage and did that little like little Wayne fucking me. Um, what is that? Like, like he dropped the mic. Oh shit! And then our photographer got it, like mic, like mid drop. He like, did. Wayne, that's like, dope. Joint in his hand. I was like, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> Print. It's um, not an easy gig. So we did. So you were co-hosting the award show again with Adam Hill, <laughs> and he got you too fucking high. He did. He doesn't get high anymore. No, he, he doesn't. Just, he just he just is. Yeah. And, and some people like that. We had to read. It was a very simple gig. Very simple. <laughs> I'm like, Jesse, um, Adam Mill's going to introduce you. He's going to hype the crowd, give shit away. He's going to introduce you. You're going to do like, you know, three to five minutes, whatever you feel. Super cash. <laughs> and then you guys are going to sign, you know, you're going to um, give away awards. There's 20 awards. Here's the cards. I'm crying. With the award winners. And then. <laughs> I went to get off you stage. <laughs> You come on. Uh, we introduce you. The voice of God introduces you, <laughs> and you're like basically like, "Hey guys, what's up? I'm Jesse May. I'm high as fuck. All right, we're gonna give some awards." <laughs> and you're like, "No, you gotta go." Work. You look at me to the right, and I just shake my head. No. Nope. <laughs> I can't breathe. I felt like I like was like. Oh, God, go. You you literally were like, you shook your head and you shoot your hands at me to go back on that stage. (laughs) And I went, oh. And you kicked it in. And I was like, okay, I did it. And then, you know, the awards were going good. You know, we had the envelopes Mm -hmm. and the envelopes. And we got to People's Choice. 
We got vape pen. And it all fucking went downhill. <laughs> and Be- we get VIP people's choice. <laughs> so with VIP, the way an award works, ladies and gentlemen, is three that there's a category. Yep. And then there's three award winners. Third, second, and first place. Third, second, and first. You read off third, second, and then first. The first winner comes to accept their award. But Jesse <laughs> <coughs> announced the category <laughs> as the winners. So she's like, and now <laughs> third place. Third place. VIP. Second place. People's choice. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure first place is vape pen. <laughs> I can't. Oh, oh that was fun. Oh, God. <laughs> and, um. Oh, God. And I looked at you and you shook your head again. <laughs> you literally, you know what you did? You know what you did? I looked at you because I was so confused. I'm like, what a fucking shitty name for a company, Vape Pen. <laughs> this is stupid. I, <laughs> I looked at you and you mimed. To open the envelope. You just shook your head again and you open your hands. You're like, open the envelope. <laughs> Dude, we're professional. Oh, we're totally professional. And I mean, and that's why you don't do drugs before works before you work, kids. Uh, public service announcement. PSA. You know, respect. And not everybody fucking gets stoned, <clears throat> people. Not everybody's no. a stoner. Not everybody's a stoner. And even if you are a stoner, that's cool. That's cool, but you know what? Some people have said to me, they're like, you're not, you don't smoke enough to be a thing. I was like, what? Since when is there a competition in this whole thing? Dudes like to say that to women. Yeah, It's always dudes. They're like, oh, yeah, I like how you say you smoke and you only have like two hits. Dude, I weigh 120 pounds. Yeah. I'm five foot six. This shit metabolizes pretty quick through my system. I had two sips of coffee. I feel like I could fucking run a marathon down the beach right now. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go? Yeah. Fuck this podcast. Calories. <laughs> that's, that's high times cannabis cup calorie burning sensation. We're doing a beach sprint. <laughs> we tried to do that at a cup once, like oh fuck, like charades or something with stone people. I thought we were just poking fun at people. Felt a little bullying did, did, to me. Did it? Because they were just like, how do you do charades when you're high? You're, you're literally you're doing charades in your mind when you're exactly. high. You just sit there and it's like you already did the game by yourself. Hundred percent. What um? So that's how we met. That's how we met, mm-hmm. and we've been working and twerking. Some content, some yep, online content. We did uh, that video when I the first time I came to see you. We did <laughs> that video of how to roll, roll a really joint. joint. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it caught on fire in the middle. Of it. You held it together. I did. I did. I held it together pretty well. That I was high again for that. I mean, I smoked f- like I don't know a whole bunch on your roof, and then they were like, "Let's roll a joint," and I was like. I can't use my fingers right now. I can't roll a joint. Full disclosure. Talking about transparent. Yeah, it's difficult. Sometimes I can. can't roll a joint. That's okay. Do you prefer joints? I do. I prefer flour. In fact, let's do a shout out. What? Yeah, do a shout out. This is no one's paying a shit, people. Yeah. This is just me. You're a fan of this? I'm a fucking big fan. So, like records, movies, mm-hmm. fashion, yeah. they're fads. Uh, especially out west. So there's strain fads, right? There's like yeah. what's popular now. There's like the the land races that everybody always loves. But, they, but to find like a genuine land race is like almost impossible. You have to be with a weed geek to like 
suss it out. Yeah. Um, so I'd say like something like Skittles, right, from third gen. Yeah. Was super popular last year. This is their next big thing. It's called Rosé. Rosé. Third gen farm. That's a smart name, though. It's called Rare Rosé. That's like smart. Shit. Does it smell like rosé? I mean, the oh, it's so good. Wow, that smells amazing. <sighs> Rick Rosé. Jen Farm. Story about Rick Ross. Jen Fam. Yeah, tell me about Rick nope, Ross. I'm not gonna tell you. Come on. People think I'm racist, and I'm not <coughs> fucking going there. Everyone thinks. You know, I think people who think people are racist are racist. More racist than the per- people they think are racist. Yeah. Everyone's got a goddamn me. opinion. I mean, everyone just has a platform now. No one's saying shit. You know what? People are saying shit. No one's doing shit. Yes. We, had, we started this convo the other day, and I think it's boiling down to that for me. That's Nobody's what it, doing yeah. shit. No one's doing Everybody's shit. Everybody's, like, flailing their arms oh, now, God. right? They're not Thoughts breathing. Thoughts and prayers They're not generation. letting the ocean take them. No. They're not. That was, t- that was a fucking terrible analogy. No, I got it. Um, but there's tons of anger. I think, and, you know, I'm talking about the feminist shit that's going on. Because... You have to, here's the thing, you can't just accept it, you can't just accept certain things. You have to dissect the whole situation. And over and over and over and over, over and over again. and over and over again. Like, if you tell me you're a feminist, I don't, I don't believe you. I don't believe everybody that says that they're a feminist. They yeah, just say it, it because it's a fucking buzzword. They want to feel like they're a part of some fucking movement and then they're not alone. And then, then there's the other side where people who are real feminists that are doing stuff. But it's always that thing that, the people who are doing the most are the quietest, you know? And I just feel like, you know, we were talking about this whole hashtag me too thing. I just don't like when I get, we need to bring it into conversation for people to understand what the hell's going on. Hell yeah. Because talk a lot more about it. Yeah. We have to talk a lot more about it. And that's very important. So that's a one upside to like the whole movements when they, when they happen, the black lives matter thing, the me too thing. But on the other side of that shit, there's also bullshit. There's also the people who are just doing it to be a part of the narrative. And those voices are the loudest. Those are the loudest voices, and those are the ones that are doing the least. Some of them, sure, are getting some shit done. They're doing whatever. They're rallies. They're petitioning. They're out there with the fucking feet to the ground and getting shit done. But a lot of them are just, they're just screaming because they want to be heard. And they're even, there are women out there who make up stories to be a part of the Me Too movement. And you and I have talked about this. I can hashtag me too all goddamn day long. I can say, you know, I told you the other day, like, first time I ever had sex, I was raped. Uh, when I was, like, 12 years old, I was going to get my mom something at the store. This dude whipped his dick out right in my face on, the si- on this little side street. Chop. I just had an image of you <sighs> chopping. I have, and I've turned it into a joke. A talk, I talk about being a, a karate chop, a dick, a dick ninja. <laughs> I got to put that on a T-shirt. That'd be a fun dick ninja. Dick ninja. <gasps> Well, that hey, be that's <laughs> Jesse Mays, you fuckers. <laughs> I mean, we could go all day long, but it's like, I think it's more important to like talk about the women who are being bullshit about it because not what's happening now is we are, we are burning men at the stake without any accountability. Oh, there's blood everywhere, man. There's blood everywhere. It's a cleansing revolution, which I think is, I think happens. It's uh, there's probably a lot of historical examples uh, to compare to this, and I think that's okay. It's yeah. natural, and it's okay to be fucking angry. 
Yeah, but fuck yeah. Rose McGowan, you don't fucking speak for me, bitch. No, no. You're angry. She's very and angry. Hypocrite. And she had a book. She had. Her, she was hawking her book after one of the interviews. To me, it's like. And that's cool. That's fuck Hawk your book. Ma- hawk under, your book. Don't do it under a false pretense of like, I'm a fucking victim. Yes. Because we're all victims. We are. And I agree with you. And I think, wow, it's also like, I call it the fourth. I've figured out that to me, it's the fourth wave feminism. Yeah. Right. First wave, right to vote. Second wave, right to choose. Pro, or, you know, right to uh, to choose if you want to have a baby or not. Yep. Third wave was more in the 80s, 90s. Fucking Madonna. It women was in the workplace. Sexuality. Women in the workplace. Yep. Which is interesting to have the glass, the whole glass ceiling conversation and the sexual um, expressive, if you will, movement that, like, Madonna spearheaded yep. as far as I'm concerned. And... and a bunch of really fucking dope ass women before her that no one's talking about right now. Um, and then now there's this, right? And we're still defining it and everybody's fucking all up in arms. And that's cool because there's shit, you know, remember back in 2012 in India when that poor sweet soul gets fucking assaulted for hours yep. by six men on a bus. I mean, like, I read the story again the other day just because I'm a fucking masochist. I like I can't. I think there's I don't know the exact statistic, but something like a woman gets raped in South Africa every 26 seconds. Right. That's They're insane. Babies. Fucking baby yeah, it's, it's the, girls. The assault that goes on there is it's brutal. It is brutal and what they happens don't have the to the voice that we have. Nope. So I'm hoping that after we. Get past this, you know, expressing ourselves phase and anger phase. We can quickly turn that into, well, let's get together and and help these poor babies in parts of Africa and and, in the Middle East and in India. Where they don't have any rights, where they're still fighting for shit that we have. They're still they're not even up to the level that we have. We, We we're we're not being stoned to death for talking about it. Let's focus on that instead of like chastising and castrating men who i don't know who you think are misogynistic like for matt damon like every man i fucking know is a little i know right seriously and then and then when you look at that when you look at that for me i get you want to like take down the beast you want to burn the castle down but you have to we were talking about intent and source and you have to talk about what's the source of what he did. What's the source of what Harvey Weinstein, someone like Harvey Weinstein, why did he do that? There's always a why. Okay. Very small percentages of cases are there, there's not a why. Where you just have people who are serial killers, weirdos, and all that. But even still on a psychological level, uh, if you go into like the psychology of the brain, you still can find consistencies amongst these people. So you have to find the source. Why is Harvey that way? Something happened to him as a kid. Yep. To me, I have compassion for the monsters because something created them. Yep. And then you have to ask, when it comes to the victims, what's their intent? When you're yelling out, hashtag me too, when you're doing all this, do you... Define you, that shit. Do you want to sell a book or do yeah. you want to change the, the parameter of what's happening within culture, in the workplace, women being attacked on buses in the middle of fucking Middle East? Do you want that to change or do you want people to like your Instagram post? Yep. Do you want people to find you on Twitter? It's a new kind of sickness, and it's so nuanced, and it's so complicated, and there are so many different examples within the spectrum of, you know, these these babies getting raped beyond their will, uh, you know, at, at 11, 10, 11, 
Jesus. years old and then getting cat called on the street. There's a lot there's going a, on. There's a huge – yes. Them. Thank you. That's one of the biggest things that we have to realize, and that's where Matt Damon, where he's being castrized oh, man. for saying that. Because I don't think – I think it's too soon probably, it unfortunately, is too soon. Yep. for men to say it. I think probably a lot of women in, 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 you know, in leadership roles outside of Rose McGowan um, are going to need to speak up. And, and they really it. are. I know a lot of women feel the way you and I feel uh, to varying degrees. And <clears throat> going back to, like, the Harvey Weinsteins of the world, look, I am lucky enough to never have been raped. It is something that I am terrified. Const- at 34, I am still fucking terrified. And men don't get that terrified. psychology. Yeah. Women think about that because we've been told that it's a possibility we've been told to be fearful of that and so that's ingrained in our brain that's a part of our daily existence that that could possibly happen just on a physical level men are larger than us yep they can overpower us i mean i've and and when i was in my 20s early 20s i mean i put myself in situations that could have gone much more um badly than they did and i think back now to those situations and and you know, kick myself. Like, what What the fuck? What were you doing? Stupid. Yeah, and uh, most girls, you know, when you're young, you don't, you don't know. And you put yourself, and it's almost like sometimes maybe you're just subconsciously testing the limits a little bit, how boys, you know, are testing out their manhood. Girls, you know, sometimes maybe we're just testing out to see how far we can go and where we're safe and where we're not safe. But when you're young, you don't know. You put yourself in these precarious situations. And unless something's already happened to you, or unless you have these parents that are just so diligent about the possibilities and they ingrain it in your brain, you know, it, it you're going to be in those situations. Yeah. It's just a natural uh, uh, well, occurrence. Listen, we're here to have sex. Right. People right from, now. But yes, <laughs> let's do it. Let's scissor. Because I, I keep coming back around to, um, what then ladies, like I've been watching these, uh, you know, these friends of mine, uh, these personalities from the health and wellness world are the rewilding, the hunter-gatherer, the, the homesteading movement, right? I've been watching the situation where, you know, women are attacking a male leader um, within that space. One of the, uh, the ringleader of that attack uh, was his lover for six years. And they're not accusing him of anything sexual. They're not accusing him of anything... Um, like that he did. That he actually did. They're accusing him of, of being a misogynist. Now, I know him. He's an alpha male. Uh, he, I mean, he's a strong personality. Right. And I believe that they feel like he's a misogynist. I believe them. But I think it's, that's an example uh, of, of a treatment and a, and a, and a, and a focus um, of the Me Too movement that's fucking unacceptable. It is unacceptable because it's like, okay, while there are certain behaviors that can lead to certain um, actions, you really have to look at what is important, where you're putting your energy. And, and if we you're just cra- castrate every man who's ever been misogynistic. I mean, come on. You, you're and gonna, then what? It, then what do you want? You, you just piles of, what? yeah, we're all going to be scissoring. Scissor. You were burning down all these men for these little fucking, take down the ones that are doing shit that is really causing some serious damage. And we also have to like instill some sort of like societal programs, our education oh, it's a system. Change it, that's it's going to take yes. a lot of effort. Yep. And and 
consistency and determination and really smart people doing it every single day. <sighs> and the anger, while is natural, and I'm, dude, I'm fucking angry. Yeah. I'm super angry. My da- my biological father died in jail because he was a pedophile. Holy fuck. I'm fucking angry. Holy fuck. That was a mouthful. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I get it. Wow. I, I have family members who were raped. I... I am the kind of person that when I would get cat called, I, I'll go fucking punch a motherfucker. Like, I'm yeah. angry. But uh, I don't think that that is the answer. No, like anger's that. not because anger, we were saying this before, anger begets anger. And anger's a natural emotion. And it happens and we should honor that feeling. But you have to be strategic with it. Like these women that are just like, me too, and they're angry and they're bringing their fucking steaks to the houses of Matt Lauer and... and, and uh, Harvey Weinstein. Well, these guys, yeah, maybe they should lose their jobs because of what happened, but also not everybody should lose their jobs. Nope. Someone like Matt Damon being like, hey, maybe, and, and someone like Matt Damon is, is an example of a progressive thinker. When it comes to this wide spectrum of abuse, Matt Damon saying something like, hey, maybe there is a spectrum of situations that we should be looking at in, in, in applying our energies and applying the proper uh, sentencing, if you will, to each individual thing. We need to do that a little bit better. People don't want to hear that right now. They don't want to hear it. I read something from Alyssa Milano last night on Twitter that was really, um, it was really poignant. She articulated her anger in a very constructive way, I thought. Um, noting that, look, it's like, <laughs> it's been hundreds and hundreds of years of, of us, and now we're pissed, basically. And it's not just she used some sort of an anal- cancer analogy. She did. Well, there's many something like there's there's many treatments. There's many treatment options to treat cancer. There are many types of cancers, but you still have cancer. Like there are some cancers that are more intense than others, but it's still cancer at the end of the day. And what is she? What was she trying to say? Um, she was responding to Matt Damon's video um, in saying that. I, I think Matt a lot Damon's of ex, Minnie Driver, and Alyssa Milano slam him for controversial sexual misconduct comments. So both of them went after him, saying, "Yeah, Minnie Driver's was was vampant and just in like mindless, but um, Alyssa's was actually really well thought out. I thought still a little bit snarky and misguided, but like that's what's happening right now, dude. Rose McGowan's going after Alyssa Milano, the, you know that." And it uh, again, We're she's going to eat each other. It's fucking zombies. It's just it's, it's really insane, like how someone like Matt Damon comes out and says something where it's just like, hey, you know, we need to look at this from a wider spectrum that the angry women are like, no, 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 no. It's this way. And I think it's because and I experienced this, too, with my husband, with I mean, and I have a lot of men in my life. I hang out with mostly men. You know, they don't they don't get it. Like you just said a few minutes ago. The, the fear of walking down the street and as the sun goes down or at nighttime and just not knowing, not it's, it's, fucking knowing. It's a, real, it's a real fear. It's a real fear. And we've grown up with it and we live with it. Um, the fear of being in a closed room with uh, a male and just what, a, you know. It's a possibility. And, you know, it's, it goes to, like, survival. Yeah. Dude, men could kill us. Yep. And especially, like, for me, you know, I've seen so many scenarios in my life 
where I should be an angry woman now, uh, just hating men because of what I've experienced, you know, just uh, on a basic level of just feeling like I'm going to be attacked all the time, that that's a possibility. And seeing it from all different aspects, from a pedophile aspect, you know, somebody I know, somebody very close to me was abused for years. Um, I was abused, you know, uh, just... I'm sorry to hear that. Random that pedophile shit is... It's terrible. Dude, that's a dark, twisted kind of fucking condition that oh man how do you know. how do Terrifying. you see that and then and then you do have to look you know one thing that uh, Melissa, uh, Alyssa Milano said that I do a uh, I do um kind of adhere to it she said dear Matt Damon it's the micro that makes the macro I understand that because you have to look at all the little crumbs that are left behind to find your place to find your way to the house essentially but if you stand back not not every person is going to become a pedophile. It's such a hard thing to detect. And then it's like, okay, if they are a pedophile, how, how do you cure that? Well, a lot of times pedophiles were abused themselves. I right. Mean. And that's a vicious fucking cycle. So then you have to go to like this parenting, like the types of people who decide to have fucking kids. You have to at least have the conversation. You have to at least allow people to have the conversation. You can't have this sort of packed tribal mentality of, nope, uh, you're a man, you have balls, you're likely, you say anything misogynistic, you're coupled in with the pedophiles now, and we're yep. going to fucking burn you at the stake and tear your head off. That Like, then, again, then What's what? left after that? And it's like, you know, we were talking about this before where I feel like a certain type of woman wants to cons consistently tear down men because she herself does not feel strong enough to be with a man who's also strong. And I'm not saying, I'm not equating uh, guys who sexually abuse are, are strong men. No, what I'm saying is that there's a certain type of woman who feels the need to scream and yell and take down every single man because she herself does not feel good. She's in pain. She's and in pain. And here's the thing. Let's have more compassion for that aspect yes. of it. Because, oh, my si your sister, you're in pain. Let's fucking. Let's figure that out. Let's talk about right, it. It's okay. Yes, it's let's, okay. Let's not abuse the situation because we have such an opportunity right now to make strides in this, you know, quote unquote, fourth Wave fourth wave of feminism Femi let's let's put it in the right direction because there's like a window for these things there really know? is a window we're for fucking these things finding aliens and shit i mean what the fuck before i mean we're gonna have to talk about the alien thing before we go but i just want to say like to the point of uh having compassion is huge anger is necessary anger can create change anger is a motivating emotion that can make you create change but it also can destroy if it's not respected and used wisely and that's where I'm saying, yes, have your anger. Let that emotion come through. But don't put it on every motherfucker. Dude, hold your baggage, too. Yeah. And hold your baggage. Be accountable. Be accountable. Hold your baggage or unload it on people who are willing to help you hold it. Don't, man, I don't, you know, we're all fucked up. We're all hurting. We're all angry. We're all fucked up. Um, I might have to title this episode, We're All we're Fucked all Up. We're all fucked up. But that's the point of like growing older, working on yourself, asking questions to yourself. What did I contribute to the situation? How did I help me get here? Because, and I haven't figured out a way to, I don't think, articulate this fully yet. 
but I'll just stumble through it here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I have like mad self-esteem issues. A man, if he say I'm in you know a situation with an abusive man verbally, or someone who I think is a misogynist, like it's my I'm not fucking staying there, in the sense like. A man doesn't get to do to me whatever the fuck he wants, mentally or physically. I say yeah. what the fuck he does. Yep. You know, or I'm kicking and screaming and ripping his dick off trying yep. to. You're fighting. The whole physical thing. Yeah. They're yeah. So let's let's talk about that more. Let's empower young girls to be their own gauge. Of of their own strength, yeah. Like to know their strength, self worth. Like you know what? Okay, there's a lot of misogyny. There really is. It's a. It's going to be. It's a difficult thing to get around, and we're working on it. But it's not going to happen overnight. It hasn't happened overnight. This is just another step in the right direction. Um, but like, let's still live in the world. Let's not let us. I'm not a victim. Fuck you. I'm yeah, no, you got it. You got it. Misogyny is yep. not going to beat me. No, and and if you will see the their misogyny is about them. Their misogyny is about, the about whatever the issue is. It's always reflective back to them, and that's where I was talking about, like the source. The source of their misogyny is way back in their childhood, in their infancy. Somebody neglected them. Somebody treated them like shit. So why are we going to continue to treat people like shit who've been t- treated like shit and have created the monster in them? So we're just going to be creating more monsters with this projected anger. Well, I think like it's complicated because am I? F- do I fucking am I disgusted by Harvey Weinstein? Do I think he should have lost everything the way he did? Hundred percent. Yep. I mean, and even that, like the punish, does the punishment fit the crime? He did that s- shit for a long, a time. long time. That's a great example <sighs> of a person who who's not working on themselves. Never nope. looked at themselves in the mirror as a little boy and said, "Little Harvey, what are we doing here?" You know, he and, and fuck him. He probably said that to his dick. <laughs> Too soon. Hashtag me too. Oh man, when <laughs> dude, it was right before Halloween when all this started, and I thought, dope costume, gray, <laughs> fucking bathrobe, lotion in one hand, Oscar in the dick. other, Oscar in the other. Yeah, and then you have to, and then you know, if you go into that a little bit deeper, you have to ask yourself. You know, that shit was real predatory. What he did, was, it, was, it was calculated. We it took was advantage predatory. of women who wanted... Well, okay. See, that's what I'm getting to, though. He took... He he knew who to take advantage of. I mean, he had dudes doing scopes on, on Ashley Judd. He ruined Ashley Judd's career. He ruined Mira Sovino's career yeah. because he had shit on them and said, if you go out and say something about me, this is what I'm going to release. That terror, That kind of terrorism is fucking... That's fucking terrorism on an emotional level on a professional level and it's like you know he knew what he was doing so someone like that being that strategic and sick should have been taken down the way he was well, the taken people down around him i mean you and i've been in i mean you're you're in hollywood you're a hollywood starlet you have an agent <laughs> i got a lawyer my lawyer's lawyer. chunk from goonies by the way that's fucking amazing that's amazing He's a great guy. I and this whole thing has made me want to talk about the great men as well. I have so many great my manager Chris Mazzilli is one of the greatest guys I've ever known in my life. And he's never done anything inappropriate. He's always lifted me up. He's been this supportive. Those in 
those people exist. Those men exist. And that's where I'm just like. Because not all men are the same. Not all women are the same. Yeah. And just to, to say like, to make a blanket assumption, I'm going to believe all women because all women are truthful. Um, is, is fucking is crazy. the same as saying all, all women men are, are liars. And all women are liars. Exactly. I know a lot of fucking shitty women. There's a lot of shit. There's those girls who, the trap hoes. They go out and they trap athletes to make babies with them. I don't and they get paid off of that shit. Look at that Keaton's mom, that kid that made the video, the cute kid, you know. He, oh, yeah. She's got a, she had people give her like over a hundred grand. What's she doing with that money? I could tell though. You could tell the way she was coaching him. Yep. And what that's, and what that mean to you? And how do you feel yeah, about yeah. that? It was she like, was producing she was producing shit. that video. Uh, so there are women like who do bad Bravo. shit, man, but they don't represent the populace whole. No, and that's and that's I, that's what's interesting to me. I just want to, you know, you know, we're like, I always want to tell the rest of the world, Trump doesn't speak for us. Just I know, give <laughs> us like yeah. three years, give us a shot to try and flip this Come over. Come on, guys, this is not the America we know. Rose McGowan doesn't fucking speak for me. Man. No, she don't, man. She did not speak for me. Wait, tell me about these motherfucking aliens before we get out of here, because yo, I'm about to Google this shit. What so aliens? So for my husband to. Use his very logical mind and be like, baby, I think they just admitted to fucking finding aliens. <laughs> what? I was like, what? Okay, so. I'm, I'm like Googling, aliens are real. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, to be fair, it was unidentified flying objects. And it was um, like, five, like, was it the government saying they're admitting the aliens? So, uh, former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid. Back when we actually funded NASA and space exploration and God. aviation and technology. And Way all that back shit. when. Way back when. Um, he used some of that. Uh, I'm I'm told it's black money. It's like it's like. What I'm is it? Bitcoins. Matt says it's you know you know because it's like the black money. It's like not documented. It's like you know there's always a couple billion to just do that like crazy shit. Which That's I, crazy. Which I'm like, yes. I want that black money, son. I'm just glad it's there. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that was used to fund a study on unidentified flying objects for real. And somehow that once classified information is now leaked on a fucking Saturday, man. Which is That's a great Saturday day, though, to find out the aliens are legit. So they didn't find any little guys, little green guys. No. Damn but it. there's videos. Oh. <gasps> And I witness military uh, pilot accounts of, like, the shit that you, you know, the conspiracy theory shit. Unidentified flying objects flying in ways that we can't do yet. Oh, God, I held and my breath that whole time. <laughs> I was so excited. Breathe! <laughs> so excited. Breathe, Jesse! I love this shit. And no government has copped to it yet. And so this information's leaked now? Yeah. These alien files are it. leaked. He can read about it. New York Times too. Oh and for the shit! New York Times to it was a headline or a alien page leaked documents. Oh, this shit is this shit is ripe. I think that's pretty exciting though. It's so exciting. But uh, maybe it's probably better that we have Trump and everything here because I feel like aliens don't really want to have anything to do with that shit. Like they're gonna be like, let's just go over to Finland and in Norway and fuck with them. They're not going to fuck with Americans because our shit is so messed up right now. They're not going to even try and like, you know, probe us at all. Would you want to get abducted? I just had abducted? an image of Trump getting probed. God, he's so I had so an gross. image of my chihuahua getting probed this morning. Is that weird? That is weird. By what? 
like well, a I dick? Well, I was talking to Snoop about, I was taking her, my dog's her, name not is Snoop Dogg. Snoop. Yeah, well, Snoop Dogg is her dog, but Respect. not. Respect. <laughs> her dog's name is Snoop. That's so funny because oh, my hi. cousin's dog, its name was Snoop as well. You're hot? Uh, I'm high off of Ricky Rosé. Oh, you had some Ricky Rosé, girl. No, it's Jim Farm Rosé. That shit was dope. That shit smelled delicious. I have to be productive after this. This is a chickweed, chickweed. Why would you say chickweed? So it's hybrid naturally because most things are hybrid these days, but skews sativa, and I find that it, like Skittles, if grown well, um, you can take one hit, Mm -hmm. two hits, and you don't fuck, no paranoia. See, and that's, what's wrong with just one or two hits? I don't know, man. I don't. What the fuck? You know, the guys that are saying that probably also drive cars with removed mufflers or whatever <laughs> makes that fucking sound <laughs> they're just so sad they are they're sad they're little tommies they're they're sad they look in the mirror and they look at their little weenies and they're like oh gosh darn it i wish you had some more vigor in you sure like, like to problem child like that redhead oh, problem child. god damn it um but i was talking to snoop this morning about the aliens cause your dog had, yeah because she kind of looks like a fucking alien. And, and it's I, a girl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, would they come for pets, too? Or just people? Yo, they come for pets? Yeah. And then I just had an they image of her. thought about getting her probed? I wonder if they've got anything like that, like an equivalent. You think aliens have service animals? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know how long the flight is in between Andromeda and some <laughs> other fucking galaxy? Yo, they get on, like, their alien aircraft. They're like, yo, I got a service pig. Dude, what if... Like, what if we become their serv? What if humans, oh, abducted humans, fuck. are their service animals? There's no paranoia in that weed. Shit. That sounds <laughs> actually. It sounds kind of baller. I treat my dogs really well. Yeah. If an- if yeah. peep, that's a great movie idea. Yeah. That's my Kardashian. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Ev- I wish the Kardashians would become alien service animals. <laughs> we should just line the Kardashians up on the coast of California when Korea sends the missile over. And have it bounce right off of Chloe's ass. <laughs> Dude, that shit's big. It's huge. It defies the laws of gravity, science, space, and an- anatomy. It's not real, right? Nah. Chloe seems dope, though. Chloe seems chill. She has some pain. Because she's half Kardashian. She ain't mm. all, she's not full Kardashian. Down that. She's like road. OJ Simpson's kid or some shit. She's an alien. Yo, but for real, hashtag me too. Um, if you're offended by anything we said, fucking do something. Don't write a blog. Do something. Maybe, you know, I think offense is an opportunity to change yourself and to make change in what offends you. Don't burn the monster. Try and change your behavior somehow. That's beautiful, Jesse. <laughs> um, I wish I was smart enough to define that... Uh what that change is, but I don't know. I don't know what the fuck We don't it know is. what it's going to be yet. I don't know. But talking about it helps. And not talking shit. I just talk shit about Chloe's ass, though. But, Aww. I mean, respect. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I just want a bigger booty. There, there's the Me source too. of the pain. You got a great booty. Mm-mm. You got a great it's booty. It's small. No, it's good. I need to pop. No, you're great. You, you, you live in. You live in no, the best life. No, but I life. don't mean to shit on your very positive statement about doing something if someone's offended. You didn't shit on it. Look at us. We're just apologizing to everybody now. <laughs> no, could, you suck a dick. If you're offended, go be offended somewhere else. Here's my tiny, the tiniest violin in the world playing for you. 
I mean, I just, you know. I played it with my pussy lips, too. Mm. Yeah, my labias are mad musical. Check that shit for tampons. Oh, God. All right, the tampon thing. It, what the <laughs> fuck was that noise? See, that was a ghost that made a noise in the corner to tell me to not tell my fucking tampon story. Aliens. Yeah, you guys, I'm not going to tell you my tampon story. I'm going to leave that transparency for the next episode. Y'all going to have to come back. Come back now, you hear? Y'all come back now, you hear? Thanks for talking with me, Jackie. I fucking love you, Jesse. I love you, too. You're super talented. Um, You're super talented as well. You motivate me. And real. No, you motivate me. I'm going to scissor your face. Should we scissor? <laughs> Wait, but scissoring's just with the vag. Oh, that's right. We could, we could aggressively snuggle. I think scissoring's hot. Scissoring is hot. I used to do it. My sister and I used to scissor each other when we were children. It's not just you. Yeah, we used to dry hump each other when we were real little. I used to, I tell certain people at like 10, I used to do that with my girlfriends. Yeah, that's, that's totally normal. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, no, you're fine. This whole time. You're totally fine. Everybody out there. I'm like I'm a lesbian. No, you're fine. You're nothing. Cool. You're just what you are, you know? We make labels because we don't feel comfortable with what the action is. I fucking love women. I think women are sexy as fuck. Women are beautiful. I've been with a woman one time. Nice. I licked a titty once. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's awesome. But women can also be bitches. Yeah. Just like men can be. There's a dark shadow to a lady just like there's a dark shadow to men. Yeah. And that's all I'm asking is that people be open to the possibility and the likeliness of there being a spectrum of what's going on out there and to just be strategic with your anger use your brain use your brain take some nootropics yeah go for a jog take some notes yeah while you're jogging take yeah absolutely exercise your mind your body and your soul before you burn the monster's castle that's what i say if you're angry i say you should burn that anger out on the beach at the gym on a blunt on a beanbag chair This is like Tim Allen's closing thoughts on Tool Time. Everybody's doing <laughs> a brand new dance now. Come on, baby. Do <laughs> Thanks for chatting with me. Holy shit. Got into it. I am doing questions this week. Thank you to Jackie Stang for sharing her story, sharing her past, her future, her hopes, her dreams, her fears. Uh, Shout out to her for being a part of the podcast. I appreciate it. And I'm going to answer you your fools' questions. I asked you guys to ask me questions, and boy, did you come with some real interesting stuff. That's all I'm going to say. I do it every week, or I try to do it every week on my Facebook fan page. And this week, first up is Johnny Carnesali. How do you feel about your hometown of Syracuse? I grew up here and left for 15 or so years. Now I'm back. Curious as to what your real thoughts are about Syracuse. And are you happy you don't live here anymore? Um, I love Syracuse. You know, I have to say it from my perspective of how I grew up. And I had an amazing upbringing. I loved my childhood. I loved my street. I, I hated the cold. I mean, I can't tell how many times I slipped on sheets of ice. I slipped on a sheet of ice last night. I hit the ice at the wrong angle, and I did like a triple axle. <laughs> it gets bone cold here, like bone cold Steve Austin realness. It is so thick with frost in Syracuse. That's the one thing everyone always talks about is the weather. The upstate, you know, Wayne Mahar, 
lake effect. You don't understand snow until you've experienced lake effect in negative temperatures. People in L.A. are ridiculous with their sweaters and their, you know, they got neck warmers and winter jackets when it's 60, bitch. Come here and slip on a sheet of ice and get back to me. That's how I feel, Johnny Carnesali. Welcome back to Syracuse as well. Ed White, Ed Widget, Ed Wid, Ed White, Jean-Claude. I mean, y'all with these names. That's real. That's, there's a lot of consonants in your name, sir. What's the hardest and best part about what you do? <sighs> the hardest part probably is that you have to fail in front of people as a comedian in order to get good. It's the, Your only practice is literally in front of strangers, so that can be emotionally exhausting and difficult and hard to stay the course when you have to literally suck in front of people and deal with that emotion, you know, deal with thinking all these strangers are going to think that I suck and that's the way they're going to go home tonight. When in fact everybody sucks at something. It's the only way you get good at it. And the best part is I get to bring joy to people. Uh, and sometimes I have to remind myself of that when I don't feel joy in my life and, ha and I have to go work what I do, my job is I'm a clown, and clowns make people feel good. And we've learned that people will pay a pretty price to feel good in this world, you know, whether it's a car, whether it's a massage, or a comedy show. And I'm not saying that I'm going to be charging $1,000 a ticket for my New Year's Eve shows. What I'm saying is that there's a high value to what I do. So I've learned in my years to value it a little bit more because of what it brings to people's lives. That and I get to drink while I work. <laughs> Bob Strickland, uh, do you own a car dealership, Bob? Pretty girl, you don't need makeup. You look beautiful naturally. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I just tore your name apart. <laughs> Thank you. It's funny you say that because I actually, on my days off, like when I'm chilling or if I just want to be with myself, when I'm hanging out with my man, I don't want to wear makeup. And that's just not my thing. Because I like to look good for you guys. And I'll look good for my man too when I need to. But when it's just me and I'm just hanging out and trying to have a day off, I ain't trying to put on rouge. I will throw on a nice lip though. I will throw on a dark pink lip. Don't get me wrong. If I'm going to a grocery store and I need to get some kumquats, I might come through with a thick lip. <laughs> Thank you, Bob Strickland. Blake Sherman, thought you were keeping your roots. What happened? I changed my hair color a little bit, Blake. You're on hair patrol, okay? Calm down. The beautiful thing about hair is you can change it. I'll go purple next month for you, okay? Nicole Peterson, did you accomplish everything you wanted to this past year? Nope. If I accomplished everything I wanted to this past year, I didn't try hard enough and give myself enough challenges. I like to have more on my plate than I can handle to keep me going. That's the kind of stallion that I am. I like a lot of work. I like challenges. I like to know that I didn't accomplish everything because that means I was trying to do too much and I've got more to do for next year. So, But I did get a really good vibrator. So uh, thank you. Uh, Nicole Peterson, Part B, do you ever get sick of traveling to the same areas or do you try and switch it up? You know, I don't get sick of traveling anywhere because every time I go someplace, even if I've been there before, it's going to be a new experience. So... I just go and, and try and not have expectations when it comes to all that. And, and hopefully I discover some crazy experiences and interesting people. And I always do. So I think your frame of mind can sort of control your anticipation and the outcome of whatever you do. So that's, that's what I say about that. Ian Burns. Discuss why I didn't get my Jessie Mae t-shirt for Christmas. <laughs> Ian, 
Uh, what shirt is it? I haven't even printed out my new shirts yet. You, Mitch, ba- Mitch Bacon Eagle, and and Blake Sherman keep talking about the shirt that you apparently ordered that I don't even know which one it is. So uh, send me a message, and if you want your own personal shirt, I guess I'm gonna have to make it. I think I did say I'm gonna make you your own personal shirt. Shit. God damn it. I'm a woman of my word. I'm loyal, Ian, so I'm going to have to send you something. Hit me a message. We'll figure it out. Johnny Carnesali's back. What is a sharp tongue podcast? <laughs> Just, uh, you know, out of left field, what the fuck is this? You know, we don't know what it is, Johnny. It's a ride. Why does everything have to have a label? Why don't you just sit and ride and enjoy it and let it take you where it takes you? My podcast is everything. It's road stories. It's some of my stand-up. It's revealing things about my family. It's interviews with interesting comedians. It's interviews with uh, scientists. It's everything. It's every podcast in one. If you ever want to tell your friends what Sharp Tongue Podcast is, it's a little bit of everything. Ian Birds. What's the best cure for a sore throat? A dick. A dick with some uh, turmeric on the tip of of it. (laughs) That's my holistic cure. Aaron Matthews. What would George Carlin say about the state of the world today? You know, I have said this to myself over and over, and Joan Rivers as well. The two huge social comics whose voices are missing because they really set the tone for what is going on and what people can laugh at. You know, people are so fucking sensitive now and everyone's so offended. I miss Carlin's logic. I miss Joan Rivers' cutting tongue. I wish they were here today to talk about what's going on because it is fucked up. Daniel Zook, is there any kind of question you refuse to answer going lady? I don't know. Did I read that wrong? Is there any kind of question you will refuse to answer going lady? I don't know what you mean, Daniel, but you can ask me anything, and maybe I'll answer it. Maybe I won't. It'll be a surprise for both of us. Comedy Works. Are you excited to headline Comedy Works in Denver this January? Yes, I am. Shout out to the Comedy Works. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. It's going to be my first time. That's right, guys. I'm going to be at the Denver Comedy Works for Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, the Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Come check it out. The 14th, 15th, and 16th. And we're going to have a great time. Smoke some weed, party, hang out. It's going to be lovely. Nicole Peterson is back. What the fuck, Nicole? You're getting kind of (laughs) greedy. Do you think dogs can see ghosts, bitch? I hope not. Are you high right now? Stop. I don't know. I can't. Oh, God. My dog can't even find his toy. So if he's seeing ghosts, I'm confused at what's going on inside of his retinas. It's like he, he literally can't even see... The bacon I put right right underneath his nose, and he's going to be seeing Abe Lincoln? Come on. It's really inconsistent. Blake Sherman, any Netflix recommendations? You always ask me this, Blake. You know, Netflix is kind of lacking for me lately, I'm going to be honest. I've been kind of on a Amazon stint right now, but if you think of anything, let me know. I'll I'll, uh, I'll look in my stock and see what I got. Allison Melly, why no laugh this year? Why no laugh this year? I don't know what that means. Oh, why no laugh Boston? I was there, Allison. I'm going to be there in the spring. I was there for this. uh, Allison, will you be my Valentine? It's my girl. I'll be at Laugh Boston in the spring. I actually just spoke to Tobin, John Tobin, who runs it, and uh, he's going to get me a date. So Boston will be coming up in the springtime, girl. Mike Clancy, marriage, Q, and A. It, marriage, Q, and A's cool. 
I don't know what that means. Some of y'all sound like you just blasted, uh, did a dab, and, and just typed on your computer. M- marriage q and is cool? Yeah, sure. Ask me. Oh, do you want you want me to marry you? No, 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 Mike. Yeah, no. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't just marry anybody. It's either going to be Stamos or my soulmate, so that's it. K- Stamos is already married, so I guess it's going to have to be a soulmate. Kayla Van Loven, what are your goals for 2018? Dang, I got a lot of goals. One of which to start saving a lot of money. I want to buy a house or some sort of structure that I can make money off of besides uh, my dispensary and uh, comedy. I also want to maybe settle my life down a little bit more. I also want to hopefully help my dad and get some uh, medical marijuana implemented into his regimen and, and hopefully get him feeling good. I also want to continue to work and grow and become a better person and learn my flaws and work on them and not project and um, blame me before I blame anybody else. And I also want to like smoke weed and tequila and wine. Hyphy Hefner. Hyphy Hefner. I mean, these names are ridiculous. Pete Rodriguez, hotness. Eric Kratzer, so cute. Okay. Uh, Ian Burns, you realize I'm gutted right now. (laughs) Go for the t-shirt. Ian, I'm sorry. I swear, just message me. I will get you a shirt. Send me a DM, bro. Slide up in my DMs. Ben Heller. All right, all right. I see the bicep. Oh, you guys are commenting on the photo. Let's see. Um, any other questions? No, I think I got a majority of them. There might be one other, maybe a few other here. Nicole Peterson is fucking back. Is regifting a bad idea? I feel bad. I feel like a bad person for even thinking about it. Also, is it bad that I had a dream that I saw you in person and said Happy Weeds Day? I've been listening to all your podcasts in order. I think that may be why. <laughs> Regifting is the best idea. You save money and you utilize something that you think is a piece of shit, like slipper socks or a candle that smells like taint. So regift it. Give it to somebody who deserves it. And it's not bad that you saw a dream. It saw me in your dream. I think it's pretty dope. And you said Happy Weeds Day. You're such a delightful dreamer. I'm usually like fisting a teddy bear and crying into a bowl of Fruit Loops that come to life and eat me. My dreams are disasters. So good for you having like a delightful one and being a good person. And thank you for listening to my podcast. I appreciate that. Dennis Ibarra, uh, one of my designers that I work with. Toilet paper, he says. Over or under? Personally, I think you're a knuckle-dragging sewer dweller if you're on team under. I agree. I'm an over TP person. If you're an under TP person, you're dead to me. How about that? Blake Sherman, have you recorded from your seal encounter at the beach? Have you recovered from your seal encounter at the beach? It's funny. I took my dog, Carlin, as I often do, to the beach. It's a peaceful moment for me. I uh, will throw the ball into the ocean. Chaplin and Bunny will chill up on the shore because they're terrified because they're four pounds. But Carlin's such a water dog, and we were there last week. And I saw this creature. I thought it was a Loch Ness fucking monster. And I'm like, this thing is getting closer and closer. And it was a seal or a sea lion. I don't know the difference. I'm not Steve Irwin. And it kept getting closer. And all I could envision was just a video of Carlin being eaten alive by these seals. So we had to keep moving away because they were like, they look, it looked like Carlin. It looked like pit bulls in the ocean. They're like the dogs of the ocean. But they didn't come near us anymore. I was terrified. I was like, they're going to eat my dog. So it was fun, though. It was like nature-y. Kayla Van Loven, I love you guys. You guys are so loyal. What's the best part, best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, the best comedy advice I ever received 
which has been passed down from a lot of different comedians. The first time I ever heard it was from my ex, Giannis Pappas, who said, you're never as bad as your worst set, and you're never as good as your best, which means don't have so much pressure on yourself and don't give up. And the best life advice is for me that I've learned, especially what's going on in my life right now, is all the small moments make up the bigger picture. So enjoy those little moments. And if you need to take a lot of photos to enjoy them, I recommend that. But it's all in the little moments of life that make life beautiful. And I'm going to end the podcast on that, y'all. Come see me live jessiemay.com for tickets. If you mention this podcast, email me. I will give you free tickets. You can win free tickets to come see me live. I'm only giving out a handful, very limited supply this time for the New Year's Eve show, American Comedy Company in San Diego, December 29th, 30th, and 31st. Also, the Denver Comedy Works show. I'm giving out tickets for that. That's going to be for Martin Luther King Jr. weekend and also for my Sketch Fest show, January 26th in San Francisco. As always, live your truth. Don't be assholes and try and improve yourself and help somebody in need. Life is too short to be a selfish cunt. Signing off, this is Jesse May. I love all of you, some of you more than others. You know who you are. Soul Toast for life! the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.